0: Hi, this is Jay Farner, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. We can help guide you to those right decisions now, when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows, so when you call 8338-ROCKET or visit us at rocketmortgage.com to start your refinance, you'll be well on your way to saving money every month. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.375%, APR 3.59%. Right now could be a great time for you to take some positive financial steps forward with a cash-out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, which could give you the boost that you're looking for. In addition, we may be able to help you refinance with little or no out-of-pocket costs. At Rocket Mortgage, we're committed to every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, giving you the best mortgage experience. Call us today at 8338 Rocket or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Rates subject to change. Pay 1.875% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. and MLS number 3030.
1: Next Talk, sponsored by NextTalk.org, contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630. The Word. Next Talk Radio is brought to you by Next Talk, a nonprofit organization keeping kids safe online through cyber parenting and open communication. Find resources, videos,
2: and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Today we're continuing our pornography series and we have a special guest in the house today. His name is Charles Coulter. He has been a licensed uh, professional counselor for 14 years here in San Antonio. Um, before counseling, he was a youth pastor for 15 years and really was able to talk to a lot of young people and see their struggles. And he recently founded the country's first base online counseling service. It's web-based, counselorchat.com. Welcome to the show, Charles.
0: Oh, thank you. It's good to be here.
2: We're
1: so glad to have you here to offer a different perspective that we can firsthand um, with people that you meet and you walk through the process of a pornography or addiction. So we're excited to have you as a part of our series. Thank you. Yeah, good to be here.
2: And I kind of gave you the background of your professional career. Tell us about your personal life.
0: Well, I... Uh i um, the father of three children. Uh, they're not really little anymore, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. My youngest is 19 and just graduated from high school, and so we're uh, launching into a new era at the Coulter House. Um,
2: that sounds kind of relaxing. The empty <laughs> nest. <laughs> <laughs> ah!
0: Well, that's what I thought right after <laughs> graduation, and we were having uh, a, a graduation party mm-hmm. for my youngest son, Harrison, and I turned to my wife, Serena, and I said, so this feels kind of freeing, right? So we, we don't have to worry about school in the fall and checking mm-hmm. grades and all of that. And she looked at me with a tear in her eyes. She <laughs> said, I told you we should have had two more.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, and her response was tears. <laughs> That's great. And I it, said, OK,
0: honey, I'm, I'm going to go get you some, something
1: to drink. We'll adopt dogs. <laughs> Take up a hobby.
0: (laughs) So anyway, that's my youngest. Harrison's 19. Uh, My middle daughter, um, uh, Morgan, is a hairstylist here in town. And so she is 21. And then my oldest is about to be 24, and he's about to get married. So we're excited in September. So that's coming up fast and lots of events happening Right. From that. So.
2: But great. Great. Well, we're glad to have you. We're so excited to have you here. We want to dive right in because I okay. know when we talked on the phone, you were a wealth of information. You are on the first line of counseling people who struggle with pornography, not only in their marriages, but, but teenagers. Um, can you speak into what are you seeing as far as your caseload? Um, is, it, is it an increase? Is it uh, what, the ages? Is it changed? What are you seeing as far as in your counseling practice?
0: Well, I do uh, most of my counseling practice, probably 90% is marriage counseling. And I deal with pornography as that relates to uh, uh, men and how that's affecting their marriage and that the struggle and, and how they're trying to walk away from that. Uh, and just dealing with that addiction. Uh, I have uh, more recently started to receive calls from parents who, as you can imagine, are panicked because they found out their child has stumbled into pornography, right? Online, a Mm -hmm. friend showed it to Mm -hmm. them. Uh, It's, you know, there's a question that's asked in class or somebody says something Right. And so then they get online to research that and they can get into trouble in a hurry.
1: Well, and especially these young kids, Uh, you know, I was recently speaking with a pediatrician and uh, he was saying he has an increase of kids that he's having to send for professional help and counseling because they are so addicted to pornography at such a young age. And I know that's really important as far as the way the brain works, that they're stepping into this or being exposed to it before anybody ever imagined they would be, and then something happens that makes it a lifelong struggle if they don't get help
0: right It starts out as a as a moral problem right mm-hmm. and a uh, you know you know keeping our mind right, renewing our mind daily you know um avoiding sexual sin, those kind of things. It starts out as a moral issue. And then um, Dr. Weiss, uh, out of uh, this Conquer series, talks about the fact that it becomes a brain problem, Mm -hmm. right? And it rewires our brain. And so helping uh, kids from a young age understand that and helping them protect, right, their minds and helping them just understand, right, how it's, it's a... You know, negative thing. They're they're natural um, little boys, right? Are yeah. intrigued, absolutely right? curious. It, 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 they're curious. Mm-hmm. They they're not uh, they're not devious. They're not trying to do something wrong. They're, they're they're just curious. And the way God wired their brain is they're intrigued by the woman's form. Sure,
2: mm-hmm. and so yes.
0: they they start to see these things, right? Uh, um, on 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 their phone, mm-hmm. on their iPad, mm-hmm. right? And they, they can really get into trouble in a hurry without, without realizing it.
2: Well, and what's changed so much is that it used to be d- more difficult to get you know, and now it's so accessible, which is why the conversation has to start so much earlier because with a touch of a button, it can be shown and then it could be deleted. It could be hidden very easily. So there's no like magazine hiding under the mattress or anything like that. I mean, it's shifted. And so, you know, we at Next Talk, that's one of our main core things is that we need to raise awareness at younger ages. Um, How important is it to start the conversation so early, not only just about pornography, but about everything that's happening in our world?
0: Well, you bring up a good point, right? Uh, The technology has changed things so dramatically. So when I was growing up, pornography was available, but you had to walk into a store Right. You had to look at the clerk's eyes. Right. Mm -hmm. And you would have to ask for one of those magazines. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that was enough accountability and and even enough shame because you didn't know even know who was going to walk in behind you. You You're like, I'm not doing that. That's right. That's that's weird. Right. And I'm not going to chance that Mm -hmm. even if I might wanted as a as a boy wanted to look at those pictures. I wasn't going to risk that kind of shame Yeah. So now we don't the the kids don't have to risk that shame. shame. And there's no accountability. So then they, they start doing it in hiding, right? They do it in and they can delete their history and most kids, I think parents would agree, uh, know more about technology and their com <coughs> excuse me, their computer. Sure certainly than I do. They're
2: always one step ahead of us, always, no matter how educated we are about technology. They're one step ahead.
0: That's correct.
1: And it's the
2: world they live in.
1: That is their reality. They use it for school, social. Uh, Every part of their world is touched by technology, if not drenched in technology. So it makes sense that that would be the language they speak and where they go to find entertainment or anything else. And what they don't understand uh, which maybe you can speak into, is if they're looking at that at a young age, it's rewiring their brain and it's creating these triggers. Maybe you can explain a little bit more about that.
0: Well, uh, one of the things that I talk about a lot in my practice, I, especially as I deal with couples and um, what, what's happening in their relationship, it, it really goes all the way back to triggers that we pick up generally between the ages of 6 and 12.
2: Ooh, that's young. You know, and I find that so interesting because between the ages of 6 and 12, that's what we're seeing as far as when kids are normally getting phones Uh on the upper end Mm -hmm. of that spectrum. Mm -hmm. And that's when, you know, parents sometimes, like me, I say this in my book, that's when I kind of thought I could coast for a little while because I thought we're not in the teen years yet. I don't need to talk about anything. And so it kind of caught me off guard. And I feel like that's when the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy because you're not – and I think that's so – interesting that the ages of 6 to 12 create these triggers that can have lifelong effects.
0: The, the trigger, I relate it to, to this. We, our childhood um, misperceptions many times cause us to pick up labels, if you will, right, oh. between, that, between the ages of 6 and 12. Um, I had an older brother who was very successful, and so I would hear my parents talking about him, I didn't hear them talking about me mm. and so it caused me to pick up this label if you would that I essentially kind of hung around my neck and I started to live out of and that is overlooked. Ah. And so once we pick up that label it, it's it's not a it's not an event that happened to us but mm-hmm. it becomes personal to us, mm-hmm. right? And so then we see ourselves as overlooked or unappreciated mm-hmm. or uh, you can add a lot of words to that, right? Uh, a sense of failure, lots of those kind sure. of things. And we then live out of those things, those lies, right, mm-hmm. that are contrary to what God tells us about who we are as his child and how we're to live. So then if I start to believe in my heart that I'm overlooked, right, then, well, that's contrary to what my God, Father, God says about me, right, that I'm the apple of his eye, right, that that he sees me, and he has a plan and a purpose for me, Mm -hmm. and he cares for me. So it's, it's contrary to to that.
1: So if you have a kid in, you know, between the ages of six and 12, who obviously is picking up on these things, and then they're exposed to something, like pornography, or they, Seek something out. Their brain is rewiring. They don't realize that it becomes an addiction. It becomes a brain issue. One of those labels they may pick up is failure, or you know, I'm, you know, I have let my family down, or I'm not doing the right thing. I'm a bad person. Right. Shame. Shame. Yes. At such a young age, because they don't understand that their brain has been rewired, and they have to work backwards. And all that goes back to good, open conversation.
2: And and what about Charles, speak into, you know, Kim talked about the personal effects and that labeling, but what about the labeling of others because of what you're seeing online? So, for example, um, you know, the object, objectification of women, or if or if a child sees, you know, homosexual pornography, could it cause them to start questioning their sexuality because then it causes the confusion? Can you speak into that a little bit?
0: Sure. Th- that's a good point. Uh, um For example a a little boy is looking at pornography stumbled into it right and then he sees right some homosexual pornography right and that that causes him to get aroused and so then he starts to be confused Mm -hmm. right well i'm looking at boys right and then i'm aroused from that and so does that mean that i'm a homosexual maybe that means i'm gay Mm -hmm. right and so they at a very early age, long before my generation would try and to to decide about you know, sexuality, they're, they're making a decision about um, who they are sexually, mm-hmm. even before they even okay. experience sex or sure. think about it. they haven't. Had, you know, nobody's really sitting and talking to them. That's why the open conversation communication is is so important. But so they make the they connect the the dots put wrong on that label. in their head, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so they say, I looked at this, there those are boys it aroused me. I must be gay as well. And they, they take on that label. They take on that lie. Mm -hmm. Right. So
2: is it important for us as parents to speak into our kids? You know, don't label yourself. Don't box yourself into a category because you're seeing all these things are coming at you between the ages of six and 12. And it's very important for you not to label yourself. You have a lot of life to live. God is not done telling your story yet. Um, I guess that's an important conversation that we need to speak into our kids. Don't and, label y- yourself.
0: Right. The, the conversation, to sit down and have the conversation is, is so important. The thing that I believe impacts their life, right, is building that relationship. Mandy, you and I talked about, uh, I, I told you a story about I started having daddy dates, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I had daddy dates with my little girl. Right. Mm-hmm. And with with my boys I had guys night out, right? So mm-hmm. we would go do right different things. My my youngest son loved to to go to IHOP and have all you can eat pancakes, yeah. right? And so mm-hmm. we would we, we I would sit and watch him right at <laughs> eight Consumer. seven or eight years yeah. old and, and he could consume a lot of pancakes with <laughs> <laughs> Which was hilarious, right? Um, and the waiter would keep bringing out pancakes. But but then I had that same thing happen with my daughter, and we would go to Chili's. She would order a pizza. I, as a dad, am trying to figure out what do I say to an eight- or nine-year-old little girl, right? Well, mostly I didn't have to say a lot. I, I played tic-tac-toe with her, right? We did the puzzles that came at Chili's, and I... I in, my in, my actions right investing in her mm-hmm. and so then then she hears what I have to say to her mm-hmm. right and so then rather than telling her to be aware of the labels or on guard, which is hard for them to even understand, mm-hmm. well, what, 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 what does right, that to, mean? Yeah, to, to, to figure that out. I'm I'm telling her she's valuable, right? Because I spend time with her right I'm telling her she's beautiful because after Chili's we would always go over to the store and she'd put on some clothes and this is what I like daddy and mm-hmm. right it's fabulous it didn't mean that I had to buy everything that she put on it was the experience of her showing mm-hmm. right what mm-hmm. she thought made her pretty and me reinforcing that mm-hmm. right so it's so important right for her to hear that from me, so then when she gets on the bus, right, to go to school and those stinky boys tell her <laughs> things ab- about her, sure. she knows in her heart, I'm beautiful, I'm valuable because my daddy says so. Mm-hmm. 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 And you right. not
2: only said so, you've said it with your actions. Yes. And yes. I love that because, you know, so many times as parents, and even with, here at Next Talk, we say, you know, it's really about the honest relationship, the open dialogue between parent and child. But sometimes parents are like, I don't even know where to start. And I love what you're telling us, is just start with little investment of time. And you're showing them, I'm here for you. And then when something trigger happens between 6 and 12 maybe they'll want to go on that date because they remember this is the time and space where I have them all to myself and I can talk to them about this and Mm -hmm. I love that it's such a simple practical way I mean even my husband I know he'll go off with my daughter and be like what do I say and I'm like just just chill out and have fun just Just have fun yeah Mm -hmm. no don't go with a script don't go with I need to cover this just invest and I love that story
0: when they when we spend time with them and we get comfortable. They get comfortable. They'll do a lot of the talking. Sure. Yes, like, Absolutely. My daughter has a lot more words to say than I ever did. <laughs> right? And so hearing her hard and talk about what's important, and she's 21 now, mm-hmm. and she's still will occasionally call me and say, hey, we haven't had a daddy date in a while.
1: That's so cool. I right? love that so much. So, If you're just now tuning in, welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630 The Word. Next Talk Radio is brought to you by Next Talk, a nonprofit organization keeping kids safe online through cyber parenting and open communication. Find resources, videos, and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Today, we're hanging out with Charles Coulter. He is a licensed therapist here in San Antonio, been in practice for over 14 years, talking about building that relationship and starting at a young age. Um, Recently, uh, we celebrated Father's Day, and my youngest is two, and she said her favorite memory with her daddy is when we go on dates, two. Already, she's seeing the benefit of that connection, and he... Even at night, he'll brush her hair after her shower and she'll just talk and talk and talk at two years old. <laughs> so the point I want to make here that we're sharing is it is important to start early, to build those special places where your kids can open up one-on-one and feel like they can tell you anything. And to see that they are valuable enough that you will invest time in them. I think that just speaks volumes to them at any
0: age. Right. So- so that they can talk about anything including the pornography and know that as parents we're not going to shame them we're going to understand it's a complicated um, thing to talk about it's confusing for them Um, so no shame just oh okay this happened well let's talk about it right yeah what did you think about it
1: do you think part of that process of building that back and forth in that comfortable conversation is also sharing some of your experiences as a parent with your kid?
0: Oh, sure. And, and how those things affected me mm-hmm. and the things I do now and the things that God has taught me, right, to in, 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 my, in my chase after purity and helping other men do those th- same things. And, and just so she knows, right, I'm chasing after those things that God asked me to, to chase after, Right? Yeah. And, and, and so then I can have honest, helpful conversations with her about her own right pursuit of, of God.
2: You know, we talked a lot about kids and pornography on this show, and we only have a few minutes left. And I, I think I want to ask a question about a marriage, pornography and a marriage, because I know that you deal a lot with counseling in marriages. So a husband is struggling with pornography. What should the wife's response be? be? Um, you know, because we talked a lot about with parents, we're not going to shame, we're not going to judge, we're not going to label. How does that translate as far as a wife walking through with her husband?
0: Well, you know, one of the things that I've heard in counseling is for a man to say, um, it's, they have come in and, and even made statements like, you know, this isn't hurting anyone. Yeah. I'm not, that, that's their honest understanding. They're not I don't believe that, uh, I, I think they honestly think that. Yes. They do not understand, and a woman doesn't know how to put it into words to say, well, this causes me to think, well, why am I not enough, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. There's a basic question uh, that uh, a woman has written on her heart, and that is, am I lovely? mm And so she looks to get that answered in a lot of different ways. And one of those ways, right, is through her husband. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because her husband brings her flowers, because her husband tells her she's beautiful, because her husband pursues after her. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And so then if her husband is pursuing after pornography rather than her, because... A man will begin to do that right if he's viewing pornography he'll turn to pornography because it's easier because he can become lazy in -hmm. his pursuit Mm -hmm. uh, of of his wife and conveying to her that she's lovely that that's part of the pursuit that's part of what is supposed to be happening in a marriage so when a, a, a man looks at pornography, and he chooses that, it causes these significant questions for the wife. Am I not lovely? Do I not do it for you anymore? Mm -hmm. And what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. All of those questions. Sure. So uh, that's that's one of the things that I deal with, um, with couples and, and talking about pornography and helping him understand just how damaging it is to his wife. And then, mm-hmm. I'm sure
1: the other side of that is helping her understand the addictive side of that,
0: and then bringing those two together, mm-hmm.
2: how their brain had been rewired, mm-hmm. right. and it is an actual addiction,
0: yeah, and helping the wife understand that the truth of the matter is is that at, at a very basic level right, pornography is uh, a man who's addicted to pornography, right it's not about sex yeah it's it's actually not about the wife. And is she enough? It's not about those things. Those are the lies that Satan wants to speak into her heart. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is, is a man is turning to pornography out of his own uh, deficit. The question on every man's heart is, do I have what it takes to make it as a man? Mm. Right. It's a confidence issue. Right. Interesting. And so then one of the ways a man will seek to get that answered is through a woman. Right, mm-hmm. and, and the and the woman on the screen always says yes, and always says to him something. Sig- he he allows it to say something significant about who who he is, which ultimately is not true. Right, mm-hmm. that that woman on the screen is not saying anything to him. Mm-hmm. Right, we ultimately as men need to be getting that answered. Right, about are we enough? through our relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so when we do that, then we can then lead our wives, right, to turn and get get her questions answered right through God. Am I lovely? Well, yes, he knit you together in your mother's womb, right? And so the color of your eyes and your hair, all of that, right, comes from that. So pornography attacks those very significant things um, on our heart.
2: Well, thank you for joining us today. How, if you're, if people are in San Antonio and they want to contact you for counseling services, how can they contact you?
0: Well, they can find me on the internet, com. Okay. I, I don't only do marriage counseling, but a, a great deal of what I do is, is that. Uh, so Charles at the Best Marriage. We also, you can also find, right, Christian counselors through a new site called counselorchat.com. Awesome. And it's a wonderful service, right? So it allows people to get counseling online. They don't have to leave home, right? Wives, it's a way to convince your husband that you can do counseling. You don't have to take time off work when you get home. Mm -hmm. We can sit down on our couch and we can talk to a counselor. So, and you can find, right, those counselors on counselorchat.com.
2: Awesome. Thank you for having us. You know, I love what you said about. Um, you see a lot in your practice that men will come in and say, this is just not hurting anyone. And part of the thing that we hope to do at next talk is raise a generation of boys where they understand that porn is an issue. And the next show coming up, we're going to talk to you about how do you talk to your three and four year old little boys and little girls about pornography and the problems and why to avoid it, the why behind why it's necessary to avoid it. Starts early, open conversation and
1: communication. That's what we talk about all the time here on Next Talk Radio. Thanks again for joining us today. Every Saturday at 10 a.m., join Mandy and I on AM 630 The Word. Next Talk Radio is brought to you by Next Talk, a nonprofit organization keeping kids safe online through cyber parenting and open communication. Find resources, videos, and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk?